Cybersecurity is an ever-growing field, and representation within it matters more than ever. We here at the Other Side of the Firewall podcast strive to highlight those movers and shakers and glass ceiling breakers, people of color who have made it to the other side of the proverbial firewall into those senior and C-suite level positions. Aside from interviews of IT professionals just like you, our crew will have fun discussing the latest and greatest news, measures to protect yourself from bad actors on the interwebs, and sprinkle in some games and entertainment as well. Now with that out of the way, let's get to the show. Happy holidays, everybody. My name is Ryan Williams, and today, as always, I am joined by Shannon. What's up, what's up? And LaVon Mayman Maynard. <laughs> what's going on, everybody? <laughs> See, I got sw- to switch it up. I got to catch you off guard. Switch it up. Yeah, you <laughs> throw me off right there. I didn't even know. <laughs> All right. Today's show, uh, we will discuss Google's firing of Dr. Timnit Gabriel. Hopefully, I pronounced that correctly. Uh, former Cisco engineer, Mr. Uh, Ramesh, and his punishment. Uh, the FireEye breach and Cloudflare, Cloudflare, and Apple's new DNS protocol. But first, how's everybody's week? Man, my week could have been better, man. You know, I was a little sick uh, this week. You know, uh, you know, anytime that happens in these days and times, it's one of those things where it's like, do I have, do I have the COVID? You know what I mean? But no, right. <laughs> I think my body was just getting over an infection and healing. You know, I didn't have the high, the high fever is kind of usually the thing I'm really on the lookout for, right? To be like, oh no, I need to go get a test. But I was a little, I was a little right. sick this week. So a couple of days I wasn't, wasn't up to snuff, but I'm getting over it. I'm almost back to a hundred percent. So. Okay. That's All right. Yeah, it's definitely That's good. good. So yeah, we need so you at a hundred percent. What you're trying to say is that you you wasn't getting in on the uh, the CISPs. I think that's what you're trying to say. <laughs> I really, I really, get did, ready. I really did not. I know I said laughing. I said laughing. Yeah, I'm gonna hit it up. I'm gonna do all this. No, I didn't hit it as hard as I needed to. I didn't. No, you good. You good. I mean, you got you got infinite time, right? You got <laughs> upwards of a year yeah. to uh, to make it yeah. happen. So. Yeah. Again, I don't envy you. You you have fun with that. <laughs> I'll try. <laughs> it's like, I, that's the only reason I got to keep up with the. Uh, they're not called CEUs, but the continuing education. I'm never taking that test again. Not gonna right. happen. Not gonna happen. I might take yeah. something lateral, but that that won't be for years. <laughs> I'm, I'm out the game. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I heard it's a pretty tough test. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's uh, it, it's the toughest test I've ever taken. So wow, yeah. Yeah. Well, what, what about you, Levon? What you been up to? Man, I've been I've been enjoying life. I've been enjoying video game systems. You know how I'm doing over here. <laughs> I've been enjoying big screen TVs and living a big life, living a good life. <laughs> <laughs> Popping champagne <laughs> bottles and and floating on my yacht and stuff. You know how I do. Okay. 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 <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But you know, I. Uh, I've been kicking back. Me and the wife have been chilling with the with the puppy. We got the the dog running around. We took it to uh took it to uh to a uh a little dog wash place. You can like wash your own. You wash your dog. They have like a little station set up. You have like a little um you know uh, uh drain and everything. And they have all the 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 soaps and brushes and um because it's like it's pretty cold out here. I'm on you know I'm in California still and it's uh. But during the day, it's been getting in like the 50 to 50s and um, sometimes like the high 40s. Um, so we we didn't want to wash her. We normally wash her like outside, but we took it to this dog place. And it's pretty, it's pretty cool. It's pretty, um, I like to have they have it set up. You get access to everything. It's only like 15 bucks. You just go in there, wash your dog in and out. 
And uh, that's like my life right there, taking care of that dog. <laughs> okay. So that's, uh, that's been my, that's been like my, my, the highlight of my, my week. It's been so exciting. Uh, besides, <laughs> besides playing video games and, and uh, chilling out with the wife, watching some like Netflix and shows like that. But um, that's been, that's been my, my week. So. Little Levon, I, I I have no so, sympathy yeah. for you with your fifty degrees. It's twenty three degrees out here in Colorado with snow oh, around. So your fifty degrees. I wish Ooh, I had wow. that now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I actually I feel I feel a little bit better now. I got I got fifty <laughs> degrees to, to keep me warm now. <laughs> I feel like I feel like the the little boy in the meme who's looking at the lady. Like, so what you're telling me is you paid somebody else for you to watch your own dog. That's what you tell right. me. Right. <laughs> that's right. That's what, yeah. that's what, that's what Rich feels like. That's yeah. <laughs> no, <it's, laughs> I wish I had it like that. No, I, just, I still watch the dog. I just got to, uh, you know, I just get access to a little, little uh, bath, a little facility, so I don't have to. Because gotcha. we don't want to, like, wash inside our house because it's, like, all the fur and stuff gets, it clogs the drains. And yeah, you're right. You end that's, up, that's, like, a, that's for peasants. <laughs> yeah, that's for peasants. <laughs> That's for the low class citizen. How dare you walk on my marble wet? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. That's what's up. That's what's up. So uh, for me, it's just been uh, getting back to the workout routine, just just getting my routine back in. So I've been waking up at like five in the morning and going to the gym because that's the only time that is it's somewhat empty around these parts. Because uh, everybody's is is hitting the gym, which is good, good thing. And then uh, you know, work. You have to work. I've been getting my run on. Um, it's like mid fifties here, so it's not bad. Can't can't oh, complain. Nice. Yeah, yeah. It, it ranges. I think they said it's going to get as cold as um, just prior to snow. So you know, like mid thirties, but it gets as hot as a hundred. So I'm gonna get all the seasons while I'm over here. Mm. Nice. So. Get it, get it in while I can. Okay. That's good. That's good. But yeah, yeah, definitely. But without further ado, we, we jump into this. Um, so this is not necessarily a topic, uh, but it's a, a running conversation that's happening, right? So uh, again, uh, Dr. Gabriel, um, for all those who aren't tracking, uh, it's kind of a big deal in the, the cybersecurity, IT, AI, uh, if you if you follow Google News, um, it's all over my timeline. But uh, so Dr. Gabriel, uh, prominent uh, scientist, uh, black woman employee of Google, uh, for reasons that are still being um, highlighted, was fired uh, about I want to say two or three weeks ago. Uh, but there's a lot of contention because. Uh, it doesn't look like she was fired over her work. So uh, initially she was told uh, that she was, that she, or I'm sorry, initially Google said that she resigned. She turned around and said, I did not resign. I gave you an ultimatum uh, to explain to me why my research was being put under a microscope. So she's a, um, she's a member of, uh, of a council or she's the, the, uh, the head of a, um, a department that deals with artificial intelligence and she deals with specifically ethics and artificial intelligence. So Google's new, um, I guess, future moneymaker will be using AI to power their search engine and, and uh, all the products that come from that. Uh, her job is to develop that AI as well as to monitor the ethics of how AI is being used. 
uh, with human interaction and so on and so forth, as well as power consumption, how it affects the, uh, the environment, all those good things. So she co-authored a paper that did not burn Google. Uh, it just explained how um, AI can be used more efficiently to not consume as much power, to not, uh, I guess, basically influence people uh, to, to sway them, to bias them in, in any kind of way. Uh, her manager asked her to have her name removed from the research, which was still under peer review. She asked why uh, she was told because it did not meet Google standards, which all of the people who were peer reviewing it as well as several other prominent figures in the industry came back uh, to say that the paper was absolutely fine. Uh, she said that if you do not give me the um, the reasons for wanting me to pull my name off of this, I will uh, be forced to resign. They said, okay, have a nice day. And now uh, it's it's been just a catastrophe for Google. They're, they're having to, to backtrack, having to explain themselves. Um, oh, uh, I'm sorry. I forgot the piece where uh, she also had issues with uh, Google's diversity and um, their programs for diversity, uh, for um, hiring minorities and what have you, saying that um, basically it was not a good program and that it should not be utilized as fixed. So full circle, what is being believed is potentially she was targeted because she did not agree with their, um, their diversity programs because Google seems to be pretty sensitive about it. And they used this paper as a scapegoat to, uh, to get rid of her. So mm. I said I said a lot of words there. Thoughts. So so here's mm. my thought on this. This is this is a little scary, right? Because so I know we had a conversation before about uh, minorities getting into these bigger companies and doing things like that. And even though it's small, like if you look at her educational background, she actually went to good school. She went to Stanford. She got her degree from Stanford before she came over to Google. She came from Stanford. So this is one of those ones where even though she had one of those prestigious schools on her resume, like this is how this still panned out, right? And that's what's scary. Because again, I know it was it was maybe two weeks ago we were talking about this, maybe three weeks ago. We were talking about this, about, you know, uh, it may be an issue with people coming from HBCUs and things of that nature. Well, that wasn't the case here. Stanford is a very well-known school. Stanford's considered a very good school. And this is still where we're at with this. Now, <clears throat> it, it's it's scary to me because... I actually looked into what their diversity was when it came to to African Americans, right? And when I looked at it, as it was as of 2012, I think it was like one a little over 1.6 percent or something was Google's was Google's uh, yeah. African American uh, uh, demographic for people they had hired there was at like it was like 360 people or something like that. You could fit them all on a big plane, you know what I mean? That's how that's how few they had. And so when you right. look at it as a 2018, okay, there's some progress there because it went up to like 2.4, 2.5 or something like that. That's progress, but you got to still think about how small that number is. You know what I mean? And that's just a scary thing. Like you want, you, this is where we want us to do better. And if, if proven true, right? Like if all this is proven, proven true, like Google's really going to have to reach out for this. Cause here's the thing. I don't think it's just their employees that are going to be mad if this proves true, right? Like you're going to have shareholders, you're going to have consumers, that are going to possibly really revolt on this if it comes out to be true. Because if it's true that she was fired for those for, for reasons of her addressing diversity within the company, it's only going to it's only going to get worse for them. Uh, what about you, Levon? What do you think about it? Yeah, I think I uh, I definitely agree with uh, what Shannon was saying there. It's like uh, it's a, you know, it's a it's such a 
um, I don't know, it's such a uh, interesting scenario. It's such a, I mean, it's especially for her being, she's already part of a department within Google that's supposed to be maintaining, you know, uh, kind of overseeing how AI is handled with, you know, other ethnic groups. And I know AI in itself has been known to be like, you know, uh, you know, bias or like certain minorities are, are, are treated differently in these like, uh, AI, like, like doing like facial recognition type things. Um, and so there's like a lot of controversy in that, that technology in itself, but then for her on top of this to be kind of fired for some, some concerns she has with how Google's hang, handling some of this, uh, technology i think it's uh it's very it's very uh, concerning and i i'm hopeful that you know that you know things come together that that she's able to to you know get her voice out there and able to um you know get taken care of because she didn't deserve to get fired from her job because she had some concerns it's like she was given google a chance or giving them kind of an ultimatum to say, Hey, um, I like to discuss this, this concern I have. And, uh, if not, I, I'm going to, um, you know, put in my resignation, but they're kind of like, Oh, we're not even going to question, you know, not even going to entertain your, your concerns. We're just going to just go ahead and let you go. And so I think that's very, you know, very, uh, you know, very concerning and very, um, maybe disrespectful, very, poor kind of poor response i think from the company but um i guess maybe maybe the future will will, will have some more to, to tell on this story and, and ryan and ryan i know i know right. we, we were having this conversation too right and if if google wants to say it had legitimate purposes where is this at right like where where's your proof that legitimately she did bad work in the because she was only there for a year right from when she left Stanford last year, Stanford's AI department, I think she was only with Google for about a year. Like, where's your proof? Is there performance reports that say she was doing poorly? Like, was there something else? What, where's your proof saying mm-hmm. she deserved to, to, to? I don't want to say be fired because they're calling it a resignation. So they'd have to go back on that and say, no, she was fired. But where, where's the receipts, so to, so to speak, right? Right, exactly. And and they thus far, they have not shown anything. There was a... Um... There was a response from uh, Google CEO, but in it, uh, there was kind of a slap in the face. There was no apology. There was kind of a, we are investigating. And um, uh, it seemed as though they were protecting her manager and supervisor more than they uh, were protecting her. Uh, and as we've been saying um, this entire year, um, black women, uh, and as black, or I should say black women, uh, women of color, uh, any type of intersection you want to put on it are not protected. Like she spoke up, she spoke her mind. And even though she's a brilliant scientist that she will land on her feet somewhere else, it gives you pause and concern that this large corporation cannot get it right. Like Google is the, um, the biggest search engine, right? And they, they can't, they can't, they, they can't allow themselves to be, um, uh, not transparent in this regard. Like they have to show those receipts, as you said, like they have to, to give us something, uh, to give her something, obviously, because it affects her. But overall, their demographics show that they need to give out a lot more information. Um, it's not that hard to find people of color that are, are talented enough to work at Google. Uh, and then the ones that you do have, you can't just arbitrarily fire 
uh, out on a limb, especially not in 2020. This is, this is not the year to uh, to play around. Uh, there's a huge petition out there. So if you want to sign the petition, it's uh, the standing with Dr. Timnit uh, Gabriel. You can Google it. With ironically, it'll pop right up. Right? Uh, it has at uh, last time I checked over a thousand Google employees. So a thousand of Google's employees disagree with this. And then another 1,400 mm -hmm. academics and industry civil uh, uh, civil society personnel also. Uh, disagree with this. I signed it. I, I felt kind of odd signing it though, because I'm not in the industry. You know what I mean? Like, because I asked you to put your title, and I was just like, "What do I put down?" Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right? <laughs> Young up and coming. There's doctors and scientists, engineers on this list. You know what I mean? Like, um, but I, I still signed it because I, I definitely want to support uh, uh, women of color, um, just people of color in general. Right? That's what the platform is about. And uh, again. Um, Obviously, the demographics show that there is some bias, there are some flaws there if they can't find uh, more than 3% of, uh, of people of color uh, to, uh, to, to work in their uh, company. But then you turn around and just arbitrarily fire them. And if it is the work, just explain to, explain to us why the work is, um, is the problem. I mean, 1,400 academics disagree with you. Um, so I I'm sure... You, you have no receipts. And before 2020 is done, you will have to issue a policy. And perhaps she doesn't want to work for you anymore. I'm, I'm sure she'll land on her feet. All right. So I said last week that uh, before the next podcast came out, that we'd have uh, some new information, right? So we actually have an update on a story that we talked about last week. So we had a Mr. Uh, Ramesh. He was a Cisco engineer. He was terminated, or um, he, they say he resigned. Again, again, the whole resignation versus being fired is really weird when it comes to people. Like, if he was, if he resigned, why would he come back six months later and wreak havoc on your company? Um, so this one hit the papers because it's, you know, it's a, a huge deal when Cisco loses two point four million dollars uh, in over over um, what's the What's the term when you overtime. Uh, when you work over? I'm drawing a blank here. Overtime. There you go. I'm so smart. So they lost uh, roughly a million dollars in overtime, and then 1.4 million dollars. Uh, no, I'm sorry. I reverse that. 1.4 million dollars in overtime and 1 million dollars in uh, customer damages, where customers were unable to access their VMs and things of that nature, uh, because Mr. Uh, Ramesh went in there and uh, basically started logically uh, cutting wires and, and pulling plugs. So uh, it came out that he was sentenced. He received, let me scroll, 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 scroll. He was sentenced to two years in prison and he had to pay a fine of 15K. Mm. So I, I did not think it was going to happen. And, and I think I actually said that when we talked about it last week. Like I didn't think any jail time was going to come of this, right? You're like you'll get a fine, you'll do, you'll do whatever. Yeah. It's two years and I think he starts serving them in February. I think is, is when it's supposed to start February 10th. I think he's supposed yeah. to report for, for uh, serving his sentence. And I just, I was, you know, I didn't think it was going to happen, but I think it's good that it did, right? Because this is one of those things where you have to show, okay, we're taking this serious now, right? Um, especially when it comes to cybersecurity, because there's so many things out there now that we kind of, okay, it's in the news, right? It may be clickbait for somebody to look at a story, but then you get, you know, nothing really comes of it, right? Whether it be somebody messing with 
election machines, you know, which is kind of the big thing, right? Like for cybersecurity, and nothing really comes of it. You see the story, yeah. you click on it, you read it, and nothing. Okay, um, but yeah, this was. I'm. I'm. I mean, if he got sentenced, uh, it, we already knew he was found guilty, right? Like that already happened. So it was just a matter of the sentencing, and for him to get the time like that, it's a good thing. Uh, I think it's a good day. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta. Uh, you definitely gotta follow up on things like this. I mean, uh, like you mentioned, you know, cybersecurity is a big thing, especially with the election going on and um, all the controversy surrounding that. The uh, uh, even though it's not really controversy, but uh, all the all the concerns of election security and and just cybersecurity in general, just in in the industry, and for somebody to kind of purposely, you know, uh, damage a a uh, a company. Uh, that had you know internal access to all the all the systems i mean you, you can't let that slide and people people get into the habit of like if people feel like oh nothing's gonna, nothing bad's gonna happen if i like damage some of the uh you know damage some of this this company's i don't know internal you know systems before i leave that's gonna become like a trend and people are gonna be like hey i'm gonna leave this job anyway i don't have nothing i don't nothing to lose if i if i destroy the whole the whole uh data center then uh you know they might give me like a you know a slap on the wrist, and I go about my day. But when somebody's uh you know uh, getting some prison time um, and has to pay some money, then they're gonna people are gonna have to think twice about you know causing some kind of chaos before they they head out the door. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like um, there, there's definitely there were some implications there, and they, I think they kind of obviously 15k is not terrible lot of money but sure uh, i'm sure they, i'm sure it was a cap you know what i mean like they can only get yeah. so much out of them so that's probably where that that came from um i don't know man i, I hate to see anybody lose their freedom um hopefully hopefully put some poor security on this <laughs> I, right. <laughs> I, I get it <laughs> but, but, but here's, here's the thing though right so I like, get it. Here, here's how um, i yeah. think about this did he actually lose his freedom i mean his actions did this to him, right? Like this is something that was totally within his control that he chose to do, and this is the consequence from it, right? You sign, you sign up for this. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. It was exactly. Second, second, or third order effects. Yes. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. and he pled guilty, so I'm sure that lessened some of it as well. Like if he had tried to hide it, he may have gotten. I think the max was five years. They could have gave him, so he got two of them. I, I don't know what the max penalty was. Um, I didn't, I didn't read about that. But 15k. I mean, he he ain't got a job, so 15k is a lot. Yeah, yeah, that's like that's a that's a lot of money, but it's at the same time it's um it could have been worse. It could have been like, hey, you're gonna get us uh, like I don't know, hundred thousand to five hundred thousand dollars for for us losing one point five one point four million um to yeah, repair the damage that you did. So the judge could have come out there and yeah. been like, pay all the restitution back. Could have been two point yeah. four million. Right, right. Yeah. So hey, it, it is what it is. Hopefully nobody else does that. At such, right? I mean, people do it all the time, right? It, it can be just as, as simple as going into the comm closet and causing damage there. Right. This this guy had the keys to the kingdom. So obviously, uh, Google has probably, or I'm sorry, Cisco has probably tightened the uh, the reins on their access controls and what have you. You would hope. So, right. And it's sometimes it's like I don't know. There's only so much you can do. Somebody, somebody's really you know, wanting to do something wrong, you know, something bad within a company uh, and they have some access, they they will be able to do it, but it's up to the company to be able to have some sort of mechanism to, to like, uh, 
restore or like to um i don't know to to yeah pretty much just restore to back to a state that's actually you know actually operable again that they don't lose as much data as, as this person has access to and um um you know somebody could be even go you know they could be they could try to do some physical damage they could try to you know bring in some uh uh canister some some gas canisters and start trying to put things on fire or something like that but you never know how you know how crazy people are especially if they're right. they're distraught and they're like upset with the company they think they got that wronged in some kind of way they're gonna come back with their you know the explosive devices and just decide to like i don't know destroy some of the equipment but but you're right though i mean still at the at the as much as you can do for as at a security a cybersecurity mindset is to, to lock down their, their, their rights and make sure they don't have access to the full keys to the kingdom and they only have certain things that they can get to that that maybe you can you know maybe have backups of or you know some sort of mechanism to restore but even, even with that but, right because i i find it hard yeah. to believe cisco wasn't able to, re- to restore things back to where they were which they were right it just cost them a lot more money i think the i think one of the yeah. bigger issues they may have is the time lost right like so if i if he did this on a Monday and Tuesday, I'm using right. Cisco WebEx and I can't act for a business meeting. Like that's time yeah. lost and wherein my company says, okay, you're no longer reliable. So I'm going to go somewhere else. So I'm not going to be with you for the next five years paying you for these services. Right. Um, that that's more time lost in the future that needs to be right. thought about. And it, again, even though they got their infrastructure back to where it needed to be, you can't replace that time is lost. That Tuesday meeting, I will never get mm-hmm. back. So if I had a Tuesday meeting where I was trying to do some type of business proposal or right. something like that, not only did you lose my business, but then I may have lost business so I can come back and sue Cisco because the contract I have with you when I signed on said you would provide these services, this, that, and the third, you know? Right. Right. Absolutely. And then you got to yeah. think about the Cisco's themselves, They're like their own employees. Obviously, you know, it's the time of uh, the work, the workforce time that they spent for trying sure. to restore the stuff, yeah. and they could be doing other things and like patching their equipment or like yeah. you know updating it or developing new 100%. new services yeah. and solutions for their for sure. products. Yeah, 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 definitely. That, that is that is all very true. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. Uh, moving on to topic one. So we finally got there. Um, Topic one is FireEye, a top cybersecurity firm, says it was hacked by a nascent state. This was a New York uh, Times article written by David E. Uh, Sanger and Nicole Perlroth. I think I got that right. Uh, pretty interesting article. I didn't I, I didn't know who FireEye was. Um, apparently, they're a $3.5 billion company hmm. um, that partly makes its living by identifying culprits in some of the world's boldest breaches. Its clients have included Sony. Remember that big breach by... Um, supposedly North Korea, and then Equifax, when Equifax was uh, was breached. Um, this is kind of like an Ocean's like what, 14 type situation. Um, they said that they've never seen anything this sophisticated. Like their entire job is to find people who do this. And then uh, these people can't got in and out without a trace, uh, almost without a trace. Obviously they knew they were hacked. Um, they're not specifically saying which um, country may have attacked them. Uh, However, in the article, it, it, it alludes to potentially being uh, Russia or North Korea because they, they've um, basically exposed Russia for NSA hacks. They've exposed North Korea for the Sony hacks. So it seems as though this may have been retaliation, uh, as well as the FBI is involved, which uh, means that it, it potentially is an international um, type situation that needs to be investigated. 
So I think they're very think scared. When you bring when you bring in an outside organization like the FBI, like you know some the poop has hit the fan, right? At that point. Mm. Like <laughs> like because usually these companies <laughs> right. handle it in-house, right. right? And then they'll put out a press release or something and say, Hey, we fixed it, everything's good to go. They it, it just scared them enough for them to say, Hey, FBI come in, and then the FBI did their investigation and, and and like you said, like it mentions in the article, right? They turned it over to their their Russia specialists, right? So they didn't just say all of a sudden, oh, we think it's Russia. They looked at something that said, okay, this signature leads me to believe this should go this way, right? And this is and, and it's scary because of who they are, right? And what they're in the business of, right? So it's like if you if you can if you can get the people that right. hold the keys, you know what I mean, to figuring everything out, that should be scary. And it is. Mm-hmm. Right. It, it showed a high level of sophistication. Uh, I think what, what was most troubling out of it, though, is the, the tools that were stolen um, from them. So since they're a company that, that uses, like, so what they do is they, they do their investigation. They figure out kind of how the breaches or what have you took place. And then they build tools to uh, replicate those those things on other companies to find vulnerabilities. Like, okay, we've seen this before and this is how they breached it. Let's run this tool, let's say, on on uh, Cisco, McAfee, Google, and see if we can find those same weaknesses. Now, an entire nation state may have these tools, mm. um, which is not as bad as NSA when NSA lost their um, uh, quote-unquote weapons of mass destruction uh, cyber tools. But now you have this sleuth company that's lost their tools. So now you have... A, um, a bad actor have the ability of plausible not deniability. Like, no, I didn't do that. Mm-hmm. Like, because you, you can't tell where it came from. Right. Potentially. Um, hopefully, they, you know, I mean, like for every um, weapon or, or uh, investigation tool they had, hopefully they had some kind of solution. So now they can say, well, we, we know what our tools look like. Mm-hmm. And maybe that'll help them to, uh, to figure out. When they're being you, you know what my hope is from this though. Company. You know what my hope is from this. So because this happened, it 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 should. I'm not gonna say it will. It should make us better at at finding things now, right? So hopefully, I'm I'm not saying this is the the issue with the company. Like maybe they got complacent or whatever with what they were doing. Like ah, oh, we're we're good. But now that you know that your tools out there, right? You have to look a lot harder at what you had and what you were doing to try to figure out how to combat that, right? Um, and, and it's, it's, it's a good thing. It really is. Cause now you're like, okay, well, we know what we were doing and we were confident in what we were doing as a pretty much a red team is what they were, right? Like how you were described, describing, right. They go in there and, and try to hack these right. companies. You know what I mean? That, that have brought them in, right? They're not doing it maliciously, right? The companies have brought them in, right. but, um, you hope, you hope this makes them, okay, now we got to step our game up. Right. But I can't, I can't say for sure that is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, uh, I think it's really interesting, too, because it's, um, I, I agree exactly what you, you're saying, Shannon. And it's like, you know, this kind of stuff is, obviously, I don't know specifically, I don't think anybody really knows specifically, specifically what they were able to steal as far as the tools and what actually the tools would do, but um, you know, these are kind of kind of things that a lot of, you know, Red Hat, um, you know, are like red team like security groups will use to to try to infiltrate a, a corporation, try to identify, 
you know, the hacks and where, where they're susceptible to, uh, you know, to compromise. And I think as long as these companies are doing these periodic type tests that are, that these tools would, would identify and, and, and try to hack and they're making sure that these things, these systems are patched and uh, adequately like protected. They, there should not be a big concern as far as, you know, them using uh, these tools from FireEye to, to get into their system. Cause if it's something that's so blatant and obvious that somebody just had a you know, fire, fire, I had a hack that can get into everybody's database across the globe. Um, I think it's probably even a bigger concern uh, that, that needs to be addressed. Cause obviously there's some, 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 some holes in their, their infrastructure environment that need to be, 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 uh, be closed up to make sure that they're not susceptible to this kind of thing. So I, I think it's a, I think it's a very interesting story. I think it's, you know, obviously it's interesting that a cybersecurity team itself got hacked. So it's like that in itself, it's, it's kind of a, you know, a little bit of a, a little bit of a joke, but it's, uh, you know, it can happen to anybody and it's just a matter of them being um, something being open or some, some employee making a mistake and letting somebody in, getting, getting access to the internal network and downloading a bunch of tools. And uh, even happened like the Twitter, you know, Twitter had that big old thing going on with the, I think people were tweeting and other people's accounts and saying, send me some money into my Bitcoin and all this. So it can happen to like even the biggest companies, but um, it's, uh, and I think even that Twitter thing happened because an employee had some sort of insider like connection or knowledge or something like that and worked with some other group to get them access. And I'm, I'm sure something like that can happen to this fire eye team. Um, but hopefully, hopefully, you know, whatever they, the, this, these hackers took, people are aware of these vulnerabilities and able to patch them and make sure that their systems aren't going to be compromised from, from these tools. And I'm sure fire, I can, can, I don't know, they can reach out to groups that they, they work with. Even if they don't, the FBI probably will. Right. Right. Even if FBI doesn't come out and say it themselves, the FBI will be like, okay, here's what needs to be done from here on. You know what I mean? For, for everyone else out there, like we know these tools are in the wild now. We don't need the whole, NSA thing right. happening again because like with the NSA breach it was something like 10 they estimate right like 10 billion dollars in damage was done or whatever from like all these bad nation states that were going out and doing all the stuff they were mm-hmm. doing attacking hospitals and different governments and stuff like that so yeah yeah hey listeners Please remember that you can support this podcast directly by becoming members of the show's Patreon. Here, you'll be able to listen to the podcast seven days early, completely ad-free. However, in these trying times, we understand that you may not be able to become a Patreon just yet. In that case, please listen to the show once it's available on free feeds. Leave us constructive feedback and share with your blurred friends and family. Thank you. Yeah. Um... So topic two, uh, this one is, uh, I found this one very interesting. Um, Shannon shared it with me. He shared the last one too, by the way. I'll give, give credit where credit's due. Uh, I, I couldn't, <laughs> team I couldn't find nothing. For a team. Team it was rough on me. Um, but <laughs> uh, uh, topic two is Cloudflare and Apple made a new DNS protocol to protect your data from ISPs. Uh, so for all those who don't know, um, your ISP is able to uh, look at your traffic unless you use a VPN. And then even then, you have to have pretty strong encryption on it uh, because it's their pipe. So if they want to see what you're doing, they can. Um, they, they don't do this necessarily because you're doing something nefarious. Um, 
they could just be selling your data. Like knowing what you do and where you go and what you shop at uh, is is worth the money. I, I mean, it's what Facebook does to you. That's why your account for Facebook is free because they, they sell that information to other companies to then target you for, for items, products. Uh, mm -hmm. In this case, uh, Cloudflare and Apple, uh, the protocol uh, works by introducing a proxy server between you and the DNS server. Uh, it is basically uh, another level of protection where you send this data to your DNS server and then it says it encrypted. So that way the, the big DNS server out there, the domain name server, um, that translates whatever, whether you want to go to whatever name you want to use, Google, Apple, uh, I don't know where you're going, you know, Newegg, so on and so forth. Um, it translates that name into an IP address, like 8.8.8.8 is one of Google's IP addresses um, to retrieve information and give it back to you. And then this leaves a receipt, basically. Like it knows what you asked for and it knows what it gave you. Um, what this does is it gives you another level of protection where you're sending it to your, or as to say, the this company's DNS server. And then they are um, anonymizing your, um, your IP address to then collect that information for you. So um, the protocol is called Oblivious DNS over HTTPS or ODOH. Uh, is meant to help to anonymize the information that's being sent to and from the DNS server. Um, you can kind of think of it like a poor man's tour for uh, those who know the, the Onion Router um, browser, which basically sets up a network that allows people to um, surf the, uh, the dark web. Uh, and the dark web isn't all nefarious things. It's not just people selling, well, people and drugs and, uh, and guns and things like that. Um, you can, I've never used it. But it's a uh, it's a huge piece of the uh, the internet because the internet is not just the dark net versus the name net. It's the internet. Um, everything on the internet doesn't have a name, so you use the Tor um, router to get to or Tor browser. I'm sorry to get to uh, addresses that don't have names. It might just be an IP address out there somewhere, or you can buy products. Oh, you're good. You're good. Sorry, yeah, so, uh, you, 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 you summed it up very well, actually. But um, <laughs> I, so this was actually ratified in 2018, I think it was. So it was a couple of years ago, and the only the only browser in the U.S. anyway that has it on by default is Firefox. Firefox is the only one that has it all on by default. And even with this, like the other the other browser companies have to do some programming on their own to be on board to be able to support this. Right? And who knows when that's going to be? Right. Google's got their hands full right now trying to trying to fend off, you know, diversity things. So it may not be a big priority. Right now, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. No, I time for that. You know. <laughs> right. So I I mean I, I think it I think it's I think it's cool. Like uh me, you know, yeah. uh, being an infrastructure guy by trade, um I, I like to see protocols being used in different ways. Um so I, I think it's it's cool. I think it would help out people who, who don't feel like dealing with um, VPNs and things of that nature to secure their data. It would be something that you just turn on in your browser. Um, my only caveat to that is you're just putting a middleman in between you and your ultimate destination. And who's to say this middleman doesn't turn around and still sell your data. So, I mean, mm -hmm. uh, at the end of the day, I don't, I don't care if you're selling my data. I don't care if you're trying to sell me products um, because they're probably products I want to buy anyway. Um, yeah. But I can see how people don't want to be basically 
um, capital. You know what I mean? Like I'm paying you for a service. I don't want you to turn around and then sell my uh, information to make more profit. I get that. Uh, but I still use Facebook and I'm, I'm sure Facebook is making probably, you know, tens of dollars off of my uh, my information. And then you combine that to being billions of people using their service then they're making hella money. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I think I don't think anything's wrong with it. I think it's a good idea. I'm interested to see how they use it in the future. It's also an interesting combination of these two companies. Like I don't know Cloudflare very very well, uh, but to see Apple uh, step in and also help develop the protocol, it makes me wonder what ultimately they want to use it for. I'm pro- I'm not going to say it's 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 inherently bad, but it's just interesting. Like companies don't invest money in things that they don't and they plan to use in the future um, themselves. Mm-hmm. So I think that's pretty interesting. I, I kind of like to see where that goes in the future. Uh, I, I really can't see any cons, to be honest with you. It, I mean, it could be a waste of time for some, but if it's already enabled in your browser of choice, then sure, by all means. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, it's kind of uh, simple. You don't even have to think about it. It's just already enabled in your browser. It's like, uh, just good to go. But I think it's, it's, it definitely sounds like a, you know, different extra layer of security. Make sure that, I guess, your... Uh, the website you're going to doesn't really know where where the information is coming from, what IP is coming from. And I, I use VPNs um, every now and then. I'll use VPN for uh, connecting, especially if I'm like in a, like a, some Wi-Fi, a place that I'm not too comfortable with um, like connecting to and my data being like observed through like a, like a free Wi-Fi like service, like through a hotel or something like that. And I'll definitely pop on the, wi- uh, the VPN and connect that way. Um, and uh yeah i think it's good to be just good to be secure and especially like the i don't know it's i don't know how much you can do with somebody's ip besides like you know you know where they like what you know where they're coming from um and i guess if you contact maybe the uh the company that owns the ip range you can say oh give me this customer's information if i mean if they have some legal uh, precedence to to get that information from them um but I guess overall, and maybe you guys can educate me, but I'm not too too familiar on on like the IP itself being um, a big concern for the general population. Um, besides, like you know, I guess if somebody had access to like the, the service providers' database or account information, that they'd be able. I don't to, think oh, it's I necessarily. I don't think it's necessarily like, give you the address IP, and everything like it's that. It's the activity you're yeah. doing when you're on there, right? So it's what you're looking at. So like we've all yeah. had it, right? Where all of a sudden we're looking right, up something right. and then we go to a different site to, to read something else. And all of a sudden, Hey, there's this article about new cars coming up when I try to buy new cars or a new 82 TV. You know what I mean? And, uh, it, right. it's, it's just kind of the thing. Like, and that's been going on for years. <laughs> right. actually. I know it was, uh, uh, if I remember this correctly, I think it was Mark Goodman's was the guy's name. He wrote a book called future crimes. I don't know if you guys ever wrote it, but he was kind of talking about this. Right. So it's like, when you go to a grocery store, if you have ever, ever have one of those uh, those club cards for like a grocery store or something like that, when you use that, like they're tracking your purchases that you that you buy, right? So when I get my next coupon, it may be for okay, you like mm-hmm. chocolate milk or whatever it may be, right? So now I get a coupon for chocolate milk because it's tracking my purchases because I entered my phone number, right. or I use, I scan my my card or whatever, right? And it's not even just grocery stores. Like if you how many times have we downloaded a game mm-hmm. and actually read the license agreement for it for when we download a game, right? Whether it be on our phone, whether it be through our consoles, nobody goes through that. It'll be like it'll yeah. be like 30 sections of five paragraphs in each section that we're just like, nah, that's all right. 
I accept, right? <laughs> but when you look in there, like they they may be using your information for promotional yeah, materials right. or to reach out to you or whatever it may be, right? Um, that's not in there. And sometimes, like if you sign up for different, uh, like right. when it comes to like uh, uh, some of these restaurants or whatever, when you sign up for their programs, their reward programs, I'm noticing a lot more now. I shouldn't say a lot more because that implies I go out to eat a lot more, which I don't. I eat out, but not that much. But I'll notice they'll automatically they'll automatically have it checked for like a, they'll have a box <laughs> for like email me promotions and things like that. And if you're not paying attention, you're just gonna leave the box checked that's already checked by default when you went to the site to sign up, and then just sign up and, and go. You've already given your consent, right? That's what you're saying when you say you fill out all the information and say I agree. So I mean that stuff mm-hmm. has been out there. That that book, Future Crimes, man. I want to say. Yeah, maybe. And I, I I could be wrong on this. I'll probably have to look this up. But I think he wrote that book back in 2015 or something like that. He was talking about that. And he already had years of, of research on it. No, I've, I haven't mm-hmm. read that. I'm, I'm actually pretty interested. I'm, I'm going to have to check it out. Because, um, yeah, that, that definitely piques my interest. And it's always like that, right? If people write these things like a day. A collection of your information. I think that this obviously um, not not the not the protocol. The protocol, the protocol is going to prevent this uh, from happening. But this is, I guess, closer to the user than than um, some of those other things that like email address lists or uh, cookies and things of that nature. Like this takes it a step further, where it's 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 your your direct IP. Like potentially your ISP can can sell that. Hey, Vavon um, at you know. Obviously, it's not your address, but like 1.2.3.4, um, he goes to uh, dog washing um, websites a lot so he can sell him dog washing products and then potentially sell him on where to go to get his dog washed and things of that nature. So he's just basically able to, to target you a little bit better uh, in that regard. Uh, when it comes to all of the other, like the, the legal stuff, yeah. all that stuff's still wrapped up in the Patriot Act anyway. Like, I mean, if, they, if you're going to places... Um, an example of like if you're if you're doing a bunch of um, activity that looks terroristic, um, uh, there's certain provisions within the act where they can um, give your information out to the authorities to to better keep aware of your whereabouts. Which I, I don't mind that at all. Like I, that's a huge breach in, in people's privacy. Don't get me wrong. I, I completely hear you. For those who just heard that, and like he works for the man. I'm not saying that. <laughs> uh, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it because I'm not doing it. But if you're doing it, I want them to know about it. Uh, but again, that goes into the whole whole um, uh, argument that uh, how free are you if you give up all your freedoms? So it's 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 an ebb and flow. There's a, there's a risk factors in there. Uh, all, what what this will do though, it'll be for the the common man and woman um, to not have to uh, receive as much targeted ads and things like that that may may be coming from your isp selling off your data if they are doing that you know what i mean like you said that that uh user agreement that ulu is like usually 30 pages long i don't know what my isp is doing i have no clue and i i don't i don't care i don't have time to read that and then if i did read it i wouldn't understand it right so you know what i mean like this just gives you a leg up and now that, now that i think about it just brainstorming uh apple's ios and phone platform is is uh now being marketed as the most secure platform, right? Because of the whole face recognition and Apple protects your data and stuff. So perhaps they're in bed with this company because they also want Safari to be the most 
secure browser. That would make sense to me. Like maybe that's the, the future the future goal. They want to say, hey, your IP information is protected through Safari. Your data and motion, your data at rest is protected because X, Y, and Z. And oh, by the way, your phone is protected because it's linked to your face. So we have the most secure uh, OS for any phone or, you know what I mean? Like the whole Apple collective. So maybe that's where they're going with it. Um, so I mean, I can only think of it being a, a, a good thing in the future. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm thinking about it, like from a technical aspect, as far as the, like the, uh, I, I tend to do this too much to just like really um, try to break things down, like maybe making it too uh, complex. But when I look at this, I'm I'm thinking, so I go to this uh, kind of proxy DNS proxy that, you know, gets my resolves the address right. for me so that my ISP doesn't know that I went to this particular site. Now I can understand ISP getting access to, okay, this IP knows, uh, they know that this IP has been going to this site a lot and they have that data about me and they right. know that I go to, I go to walmart.com all the time or something. And, uh, and I'm thinking to myself, like from a technical aspect, they, the ISP probably won't be able to do anything on my machine to like display advertisements as far as like, no. unless they're going to implant yeah, no, they, cookies they into my browser, now. like somehow remotely, you won't be able to see. Yeah. But they, they have like the information though. They, they know like this person at this address likes to go to walmart.com and they might be able to send me like, maybe they can forward that to walmart.com and say, uh, Walmart and say, Hey, this guy, uh, this, we have a bunch of this people, a bunch of people in this area of the country that like to go into your website. And maybe you want to, um, you know, we can say that information if you like it for a certain amount of money. Um, but to me, as a, a as a as a user on the user side of things, I don't know how much they can um, affect me unless Walmart wants to send me stuff in the mail. All of a sudden, um, I don't know if they can. The ISP themselves can technically do anything with that information for my, you know, right. in my in my uh, browsing habits as far as like you know. Uh, unless you know, obviously, if I'm going to Walmart.com on my computer, it's going to put a cookie on my machine that says, hey, no, you, "You've been no, at Walmart.com." No, I think you're right. I think it'll be more of a reason here and there. You don't see that um, hey, the demographic for um, like a lot of our customers are, are you know going to Walmart.com. I wish Walmart would sponsor us. We have said their names so many times, um, <laughs> but it, you know what I mean. And right, right, yeah. A lot of their, I know. <laughs> uh, information um, on shopping habits, how frequently they go to your website, things of that nature. If you pay us twelve dollars yeah. a head you can use that information to then better scope and scale and sell in those regions. Right. So it's, I think it's, it's more of a macrocosm than a, than a microcosm, right? They're not going to, they're not focusing on, on the vine. They're focusing on uh, people in, I don't right. know what part of California you live, but people in that area, we can sell this information um, to then, um, you know, make a profit off of their, yeah. their browsing habits. Uh, but with this, all they would see is the vine goes to the, um, yeah, the oblivious DNS, yeah, so so very frequently. Like that's all he ever searches. Uh, Cloudflare, <laughs> and then yeah. they, they they never know what what you asked for. They never know what right, was right. They all <laughs> you hit this DNS server a lot, and the rest of it is is um, uh, anonymous. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's good, and as long as it's like you know, also like fast too, because people. I know people don't like the any kind of small delay in their search, their search results and their website access 
people are going to be like, oh, I don't know, you know, this is like slowing down my my browsing. I can't uh, get to YouTube as quickly as I want to. The videos are taking forever to load or something. But I, I I'm you know I assume that they they put things together and make it kind of a kind of streamline the process to make sure it's not like because even VPNs themselves are normally like right. They they can get, they tend to be like slower than just a straight connection, of course. But uh, new newer technologies making it kind of seamless that you don't really notice a difference in speed uh, with a lot of the VPNs. And I'm I'm assuming this this type of uh, DNS uh, over yeah. HTTPS. I, I, I'm sure I would think it would have something like a, a, that, a, a souped-up riverbed or yeah, something like that that already has a bunch of DNS um, addresses cached. So if anything, now yeah. now this DNS server uh, knows your habits very well. But right, you know, I mean, like how I, it's 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 hard right. to be paranoid enough to protect yourself at all times. You know what I mean? Like, so I I, I doubt they will go through the work of making this to just again steal your information mm-hmm. and sell it to somebody else. Um, but but I when it comes to like you said the search results and stuff like that, I think it, yeah. it may hamper your smart devices um, to a certain extent. Like like we talked about last week with uh, Google um, Sidewalk. It was the Amazon sidewalk. Amazon sidewalk, right? I think yeah. it's Amazon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Amazon sidewalk. Things, things of that nature. Things that that learn your your habits uh, and are able yeah. to uh, yeah, easily so. resolve your questions right. before you even ask them. It may hamper those things, mm-hmm. but if you're if you're going through the the effort to setting this up, that's what you want anyway. You know what I mean? So, I I I don't see too many um, mm-hmm. bad repercussions, and I'm, I'm sure it has a a a fail open state. You know what I mean? Like I doubt. If you're attached to this DNS server and it goes down, I doubt you just are blocked from the internet. I'm sure it has some kind of fell open. We would just go right through it to, you know, the the big DNS server in the sky. Um, so I, I'm sure they're, they're working through all that. Like again, I can right. only think that this is is something that Apple yeah. is is, it, is working because they want to use it for their platform. Some some instance. Um, it, it's always about how much risk you're willing to take, right? Like there's, yeah. like, I don't know. It is so yeah. very hard to stay off the grid right now. I don't, I don't even know if you can buy a plane ticket without a credit card right now. You know what I mean? Like you can't walk up to a counter and give cash and you're just a plane ticket. No, no, you get, you get flagged immediately. Sure. Right? I imagine that's, yeah. you might be able to find some small motels, hotels that might take cash, <laughs> even with them. They ain't taking cash, man. Like you might maybe the Bates Motel, you know what I mean? Like you might I'm <laughs> cash there, but I ain't gonna stay there, right? So yeah, it's all about the level right. of risk you're right. willing to accept. When it comes <laughs> to that, man. And I don't think it's I don't think it's gonna be easier as we go farther into the future, right? Because we want everything automated for us and Levon, like you're saying, we want everything fast, right? We want it fast. Um, like you, you gotta think about it nowadays. For, for you to go through your VPN, mm-hmm. it might add, it right. might add maybe at the most, like another minute of time to get connected to it and, and set up and everything, right? Like, I, I, that's a real high estimate, right? Like, that's I realize that's really high, but think about right. it. I don't know if any of you guys can remember, but back when you just have to, you yeah. just have to sign on to AOL and you hear the phone thing, you know, yeah, back in the day, and we just sat there and took yeah. it. Like, oh man, I'm about to I'm not get on here though. I'm gonna load this web page, load this web page in 30 seconds, right? You know what I mean? <laughs> it's gonna come up. Yeah, yeah, I can't you wait. You know what I mean? Like, if we right. have 30 seconds, take me two minutes to load a picture, like, call our ISP <laughs> immediately, like, hey, refuse your service. You need to do something about this, yeah. right? That's, that's- Right. Right. Yeah, yeah, you know. Right. 
Yeah, I'm about to cancel my, cancel my contract if you guys don't take care of this. Like, literally, yeah. you'll get an AOL disc in the mail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. He's like, oh, you get, thir- you get 30 hours on this disc. Or I told them would have no <laughs> idea what that is. They'd be like, what are you talking about? Like, oh, yeah. They, they man, don't got exactly a, know what a disc. disc is, right, at this point. Right. <laughs> right. What is that disc, guys? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I told I told my I my kids that uh, Netflix used to be most right. uh, diss in the mail. I, I was like, it was like ten percent streaming, ninety percent diss. And they're like, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> why, why, why would they do that? Right. This, why, why would they even fathom yeah. to do that? Yes, it's crazy. Like, uh, because that's because we didn't have this. We didn't have all this this internet. And you follow you, and you follow that up, Ryan. You follow that up with you right. see how well I take care you of have those high with speed. what you have. <laughs> right you'd be thankful <laughs> yeah yeah we didn't have all that high speed internet you know high speed internet back in the day I just dial up internet and yep, I remember yep. uh, there's another company called Net Zero um, they had like free yeah they had like free internet I remember I used to hook it up to my Dreamcast I had to do some sort of like I'd almost call it like a hack, but you had to do something like backdoor, right. like put in a password a certain way, put a username a certain way, so they'd recognize it on your Dreamcast, and you can log into Net Zero with your uh, with your Dreamcast and just access like I was playing like NFL 2K1 and some other games on on there with some of my buddies, and it was a uh, it was a good time. I just remember, yeah, I just remember having to dial up and then. You know, mom would be on the phone and she'd be like trying to use the phone and I'm on the internet like, no, mom, I, I got to finish this game. Hold up. Let me let me wrap this up. Yeah, <laughs> let me finish crazy. this game, please. Yeah, don't 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 use that the phone is, yet. 56K like, modem, first console with it. Like it way ahead of his time, you're over there playing Choo Choo Rocket and Power Power Stone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. That, that's my favorite, right. favorite console. Also. Yeah, you know about that. It's crazy, crazy to think about. Crazy to think about. Hell yeah. I love the Dreamcast. Yeah, I love that console, man. That was that was like a, a big point in my, my life. Just just like you said, it was like one of the first consoles I know of that was online that you can, you know, play play games with other people across the across the country, across the world. And uh yeah, I was playing all kinds of games online. I I love that thing. That was like a big you know, that's a probably one I don't know. I, I had a computer back then too, but that was like probably the first yeah. gaming now, now you can play online on that phone. I really did was with that Dreamcast. It blows your mind. The right. only thing we right. don't do on our phones now is exactly. talk on them. That's yeah, right. all touch screen oh. and everything. No. Crazy. You, you ever get a phone call and get mad? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. You could have texted me. What, what are you calling me for? Right, right. I uh, know. Yeah. And if you are talking on the phone, you could be talking to like like yeah. zoom or like Crazy. uh facebook uh chat or something <laughs> i don't know <laughs> it's like oh, yeah, I can't remember you don't even like dial people's yeah, numbers anymore you just call them on number. facebook or something like, what, what is this these these digits you talk about <laughs> yeah <laughs> right that's crazy yeah, that's yeah technology's I taking over even, uh, put the phone in my day and age. like that annoys me like, like where, where my AirPods, where my airpods at i don't pick up i don't pick up the phone <laughs> yeah yeah right <laughs> that's right that's right i need some bluetooth connectivity you <laughs> <laughs> reminded me of uh coming to america uh, no. king joffrey my son works <laughs> 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 
Yeah, that's right. <laughs> My so son works. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't that's such a good movie. He lived in a world that wasn't like the one we currently live in. It blows my mind. If it, if it was like I grew up on in uh, Oregon Trail, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> Terry died from dysentery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's pretty much all I have for the show, man. I appreciate. Oh man, it. like um, I think I think that's that's pretty good. We had a lot of a lot of information. No patch notes this week. There's yeah. nothing good. Everything that I wanted to talk about was an old patch. There's no new no new patches. So either either we're we're way more secure than we were right uh, last month, or no we new patches. Yeah. don't know about what's bad out maybe, there. Maybe but. cyber maybe cyber <laughs> we're taking a holiday break too. Maybe that's what's going on. Right. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. It's the holiday time. People are taking breaks. Even the even cyber cyber security uh, they're gonna, uh, the they're criminals out there. Where people and then give it, give back, it that a back on <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. For you, that's a gift. This is from Santa Claus. <laughs> All right. Well. Uh, thank you, thank yeah. you, gentlemen, for yeah. uh, for being on. That's Make sure that you, you know have a happy holiday. Uh, our next episode, what is that? The nineteenth. Okay, so we we're not gonna we're gonna steer clear Christmas, right? We got one before Christmas, and then we might have to do a little bit of recording or something prior to because I don't, I don't want to you know take up all you guys' time during the holiday because uh, we'll, we'll we'll figure something out. Maybe we'll have some some bonus content or something, oh, yeah, or, or maybe good. we'll record. I don't know. We'll, we'll we'll talk about it. We'll figure it out. For sure. Uh want to thank the patron patrons out there yeah, yeah. Uh, for, for paying for this. You, you ain't paying yet. I ain't got no subscriptions, but I know it's coming. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you in advance. Like this uh this episode is clearly ad-free. That's right. Uh, and available seven days early to you, the the patrons, and then it goes to free feeds. So this is episode four, and episode three will debut tomorrow on everything that you listen to, whether it be um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Stitcher, Deezer, Shoutcast, um, I don't know, uh, Amazon, Google, all the podcast services um, directly to you to listen to. Uh, remember, you can reach us by, of course, hitting up the uh, the main page. That's www.theothersideofthefirewall.com, where you can uh, be able to, to hit up the Patreon, The Other Side of the Firewall. Uh, you'll be able to go to our Twitter, which is at on underscore firewall that's at on underscore firewall uh you have the facebook has the same name the other side of the firewall you have the instagram which is the other side of the fw fw of course is shorthand for firewall and then uh you can also hit me up on twitter that's ry ry security guy that's r y r y security guy and i think that's all the plugs i could think of you gentlemen have anything nothing from me You can you can hit me up on uh, at Levon Maynard on the Twitches <laughs> if you want to hit up your boy, hit up the main man, uh, and of course you know continue to listen to our podcast. I right, appreciate gentlemen. you guys you uh, listening much. in, and that wraps the show. Hey listeners, please remember that you can support this podcast directly by becoming members of the show's Patreon. Here, you'll be able to listen to the podcast seven days early, completely ad-free. 
However, in these trying times, we understand that you may not be able to become a Patreon just yet. In that case, please listen to the show once it's available on free feeds. Leave us constructive feedback and share with your blurred friends and family. Thank you.